This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you, and Happy New Year. We've come to the beginning of the new liturgical year, and what an extraordinary commencement we have with these startling readings. We are, as it were, slapped in the face with Luke's version of Jesus' apocalyptic speech concerning the end of all things. Think, what a way to begin now our preparation for Christmas. You want something a little gentler, I suppose. But no, we get, we get a pretty hard message now as the year begins. Listen now to Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish. Men will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming on the earth. The powers in the heavens will be shaken. Extraordinary, isn't it? It's a kind of unraveling of Genesis. In the beginning, God drew order out of chaos, setting the sun and moon gently in the sky, distinguishing the dry land from the sea, putting our first parents in a peaceful garden. That beautiful imagery from Genesis is now, as it were, undone. Jesus predicts the reversal of all this. The sun and moon will be shaken. The earth will rock and waves overwhelm the dry land. Political order will collapse, nation against nation. But then, in the midst of the chaos, he says, the Son of Man will come on a cloud with great power and glory. Well, what in the world do we make of all this? And why is the church offering it to us on the very first day of the Ecclesial New Year? Well, let me suggest this. We have to attend to this imagery of collapse, and we have to let it sink into our hearts and our minds, to feel the power of it. We hear first of a cosmic catastrophe, a literal disaster. The word just means the falling of the stars. Friends, a sad but undeniable fact of our experience is that nothing lasts. The gorgeous sunset endures for a few minutes, and then it's dark. The placid sea that fills it with peace is soon roiled by great winds. Plants grow up, then they wither and fade. Animals in great numbers roam the earth and impress us with their power and beauty. And then, in a matter of years, they fade away. And of course, most grimly, most bleakly, we come and we go. 
The psalmist reminds us our lives are over like a sigh. I don't know about what it is about that line, but it's always stayed in my heart. More to it. We know something about the cosmos as a whole that our ancient brothers and sisters didn't. Namely, that it too is subject to collapse. It's a very interesting thing. I first learned this years ago when I was studying philosophy. Ancient peoples thought that the sun and the moon, the earth, were forever. We know they're not. We know they've all come into being and will pass out of being. Aristotle, Plato, Cicero thought that nature or matter have always existed and would always exist. We know different. We know they all came into being at the Big Bang. They will go out of being at the Great Crunch, at the end of all things. Everything in the cosmos passes, and indeed, the cosmos itself passes. This apocalyptic language about the end of all things, that's good science. Next we hear about political chaos. Nations will be in tumult, Jesus says. Well, one is tempted to say, what else is new? I mean, even the most casual survey of history shows that nations have always been in tumult. And let's face it, politics has always been a blood sport. Peace, that's usually just a brief pause between battles, a chance for the two sides to take a breath. Think of history of the 20th century. We had this great outburst of violence from 1914 to 1918. Then a kind of 20-year pause, a little hiatus, then another outbreak of violence, World War II. Then for the ensuing years, war upon war. Think of the Pax Romana of Caesar Augustus. Oh, that great Roman peace. It followed a terrible period of civil war. It lasted a very brief time and then was succeeded by another terrible political convulsion. Much can be said of the so-called Pax Americana that we're presiding over now. How long will it last? Even now, it's being compromised. Like cosmic order, political order comes and goes and is marked at every turn by violence and instability. Some interpret this apocalyptic language of Jesus as evocative, not so much of the end of the cosmos, but of death. That time when, for all of us, the stars and moon and everything else come crashing down. Think of that. Every time a person dies, in a certain way, the whole universe dies. Because that person's perception of it fades away. We all know in our bones that no matter how much we seek to keep it at bay, death comes for us. And for every one of us at the moment of death, the whole world collapses. Hmm. Well, (laughs) what do we do with this news at the beginning of the liturgical year? Do we just fall into a depression? 
No. No. Now, here's the hinge. Here's the power of this reading. We realize again this finally liberating truth that nothing here below lasts. Listen, neither in nature, nor in the cosmos, nor in politics, nor in our own bodies. Everything passes. Therefore, don't expect to find your ultimate fulfillment in any of it. Look elsewhere. Look higher. Now, friends, I know I've shared this with you before, but I think we're standing right on a sort of fault line in the spiritual order. What's the problem most of us have? We seek our ultimate fulfillment in cosmic order. Think of all the nature religions. Oh, somehow by union with with the beauty of nature, I will find fulfillment. No, you won't. Why? Because nature collapses. Others say, no, no, I'll find my fulfillment in political order through some great political leader, some new political system, through political economic reform. That's how I'll find my fulfillment. No, you won't. Precisely because all politics is passing. All of it is unstable. Some say, I'll find my stability in my own health, maintaining the health and integrity of my body. Think of all the ways that we cling to youth. It won't work because the body, whether you like it or not, is heading toward death. Now, mind you, I'm not saying nature's bad, that we should eschew it. No, no. I'm not saying politics is bad, that we should give up on it. No, no. I'm not saying the body is bad, therefore turn from it. See, those are the puritanical and Manichaean and dualistic solutions that have been proposed by very wise people over the centuries. But I'm not proposing it because the church doesn't propose it. The Bible doesn't propose it. What the Bible says is, be keenly aware of how passing all these worldly things are. Even as you love them, even as you savor them, realize how they pass. And therefore, look for your ultimate fulfillment elsewhere. Now, with that in mind, let's go back to the gospel. Jesus says, After that, men will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. After all this great collapse, look for the Son of Man. Jesus is hearkening back here to the great prophecy in the seventh chapter of the prophet Daniel. Daniel speaks there of, quote, One like a Son of Man who will come on a cloud and do what? Deliver Israel after a long period of oppression. Friends, this is exactly how the first Christians appreciated Jesus. And this is why we're reading this gospel as the very at the very beginning of the liturgical year. Jesus was not just one more prophet or teacher. He was instead 
the very incarnation of God's eternal wisdom. The very incarnation of God's love, of God's way of being. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And this meant that he was their link to that eternal power that runs through all things, that suffuses all things, that transcends all things, that power which endures even when the plants and planets and the earth itself fade away, that lasts even when the political order collapses, that endures even after our bodies have come and gone. The whole point of this apocalyptic discourse is not to frighten us. See, that's the trouble with people that read it simply in a, in a sort of terrifying way. Rather, it's meant to give us hope. How? By telling us where to look. Don't keep your eyes fixed on the always chaotic and always passing world. Do not keep your eyes fixed on the always unreliable realm of politics. Do not look finally to the fleeting life of the body. Keep your eyes fixed on the Son of Man, to the Christ who links you to the very power of God. The church is telling us now on this first day of liturgical year, Watch for him. Wait for him. Find your peace in him. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures, and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the Catholic Church's best messengers every day, everywhere.